0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Sustainability Explored. Every week on Thursdays, this podcast navigates a new topics through interviews with the most disruptive minds in sustainability, turning their experiences working behind the scenes into actionable advice you can use in your life, no matter your background. My name is Anna. I am an environmentalist, sustainability consultant, and the host of this very show. And today we're discussing... And exploring once again from a different angle, one of my most favorite topics interior design. Interior design sustainably made is a working motto of the MG Lab, the founder of which, Marcy Garcia, we will be interviewing today. I'm ready to welcome Marcy in a second and kickstart this wonderful interview. Marcy, I'm very happy to welcome you at Sustainability Explored. Thanks for finding time to talk to me today. We are discussing today, as I have mentioned in my intro, one of my most favorite topics, interior design. If you were to tell me a little bit more about yourself, how did you come up with this idea? How did you get into the sphere in the area of sustainable interior designs well first of all hi i'm very thankful to be here
1: thank you very much for this great invitation and the opportunity to talk about myself and uh, what we do not only for our clients but for the environment so i just started let, let me tell you first how i started in interior design because i think it's for me, this has been, it's a personal thing, right? I, interior design, interior architecture is my second career. I decided um, social cultural studies first, and I work in the social field for a couple of years. Then I decided that I wanted, I always wanted to be a designer designer of any kind I had, like my mom is very creative. My grandpa was an architect. So I just decided I'm gonna go to school and I did interior architecture in San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco for 10 years. As I was going to school, I was also working for an interior design firm. So it's been 15 years now of experience in this field and I started in sustainability. I mean, living in San Francisco, you know, San Francisco is the greenest city in the United States and Canada. So everything you do and leads you to a sustainability path. It's 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 embedded in you. You know, you don't think twice about going sustainable. It's in your mind. Um, then we moved to Miami and um, I started having issues with fertility. My husband and I wanted to have children and we just, we couldn't. And I, that started like making me feel that I needed to do research also on the materials, on how we built and the impact that all these materials and what I do for a living had on my body and that just opened a huge world for me because even though i was living a sustainable life personally i was not necessarily implementing that into my business right but then when i started going through all these changes i obviously said you know like i live between drywall, between towel, between fabric, I'm breathing all these gases and all these chemicals. And that obviously affects my health, and not only my health, but the health of my clients. So I started this process, like really practicing sustainability and wellness in interiors about three years ago. And it's a process. I don't think it's a journey. I like to say sustainability is a process. It's not a final destination. I don't think that we will ever come to a point in which we say, "Okay, here we are." The tech, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's it's a process, and you're learning every single day. Every single day, the technology gets better. You discover and you 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 teach also like new stuff to people, and um, so um, right now I'm really really involved in 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 the sustainable field and the wellness field, in interior design. Um, And I'm very happy of being doing this because I've found that it's not common in this field. You find a lot of sustainable architects, a lot of sustainable everything, and not interior designers. Interior designers do not pay attention to this just yet. It's it common yeah it, it will become a trend for sure
0: in yeah. the next in the next year but um, yeah you see you just brought another I like to say like a different dimension to the health issue like 2020 has been all about health yes we had to look at it from a purely medical perspective but you know closer to the end of 2020, I started seeing like, okay, what can I do to boost my immunity, to boost my immune system? Um, shall I introduce some vitamins? Oh, someone said vitamin D. Someone else says zinc. Someone else says uh, something else. Or oh, maybe I should change my nutrition. But it's, it's definitely, you know, what you, what you said I realized that our interior, even though it's all we see all the time, and again, 2020, we have been all confined in our homes, but even our homes can become our own invisible, yet they're on the plain sight enemies. So, how it is, is sustainable is... exactly? You know, it is,
1: you know, it's proven that we spend and bit. This is before COVID. 90% of our time indoors. Now I'm pretty sure that that number is way higher, right? Yeah. So you are if you're not at home, you are inside a restaurant or you are inside a, a museum or you are inside an office, right? So you are always indoors and you never think about the air that you're breathing in there. You never you never think about the quality of the water that you're drinking in there. You never think about how the light, both the natural light and the indirect light, the electrical light affect your mood, right? It's incredible, but for example, now that I'm talking about lighting, lighting design is so important and natural lighting is so important for me as a designer because it's proven that when you disrupt your circadian lighting rhythm, it can cause breast cancer, it can cause depression, it can cause immune uh, deficiencies in your system. And you never
0: think about that.
1: You, When you're talking about interior design, you think it's just about creating beautiful spaces about fluffing pillows and taking the perfect photo but it's not at least for me that's not for me interior design goes beyond aesthetics i'm helping you as my client avoid future health problems that's how i approach it like an added benefit for it is that it it looks beautiful (laughs)
0: You said pillows and you just reminded me for more than a year, a year and a half solid. Uh, my husband had stiffness in his neck. He was like, I don't know. I always feel uncomfortable. Maybe I need to change my chair. We changed the chair. It didn't help. We did all the screenings, all the possible massages, um, balms, creams, nothing really helps. So he learned to live with this pain until one day, we decided to change the pillows. Mm. None of the doctors ever told us, what's the mattress you're sleeping on? What's the pillow you're using? Maybe it's time to change it. And I read that, you know, a pillow leaves three years. After three years, it's better that you change it, no matter what the material is. We changed the pillow. He woke up the first morning like, like he was born again. So it's it definitely a miracle. Something- <laughs> It's a miracle that was Mm -hmm. um, just in front of you. You know, how do you sleep? What's the material that you're sleeping on? Maybe it's time Mm -hmm. to just change your pillow. How is sustainable design different from just design? In your case, in the case of MG Lab, do you use some kind of different materials? Or do you use the same materials as others, but you play with them in a different way? What is sustainability in design?
1: So, at this point in age, it's crazy, but especially for residential, it's impossible to design a 100% sustainable home. For commercial, it's possible. Uh, but for residential, we're not there yet because residential involves so many not only the hard materials, but we're dealing with soft materials. We are a lot of things, and still, companies are not there yet. This year, I found that more and more companies are making a commitment to sustainability, which is great. That is the first step for me. I don't work with companies that do not at least have a commitment. Having a commitment is the first step. You need yeah. to, to take the first step. And with the first step, you take the second, right? So that's one of the things that i do so in that sense all my projects are sustainable and mindful and well but not all the materials that i use especially in residential are 100 percent sustainable because at this point it's it's not possible it's still clients hire you because they want a beautiful space and they are not willing to compromise the beautiful fabric with the, the very nice and luxury pattern that is not sustainable that with the fabric that doesn't have that beautiful pattern but it's sustainable. So it's it's a mix and match. I definitely try, I, I work in a pyramid kind of a scheme. I have my preferred vendors and I go from here to there to there, da 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 and then and then if, if at the end, I find something that that will please the client and will make them happy and it's not sustainable, I have to do it. So it's a mix and match at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we but, go back a little bit, uh, sorry, I will inter- interrupted you. If we go back a little bit, you started with the personal story, but how did it grow into a full-on company? Well, I've been in design
1: for 15 years and I used to work for interior design firms. I told you we wanted to have children and I was still working for an interior design firm here in Miami and working for a firm and wanted to have children because I was going through fertility issues. So going through a process of, of fertility um, is, is time-consuming. So I decided to quit my job and uh, just dedicate time to myself and, and my health. While in that process, I just received calls from people. Hey, Marcy, like, we know you're no longer working there. Can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? So I was freelancing for a while until it became a company. <laughs> and <laughs> It and, just happened. It just happened, it was never, and I never thought that I was gonna be a business owner. I, I don't know, one of those things that it was not in my in my goals, in my plans, but now I'm very happy that I'm a business owner because I am a catalyst for change. It's funny because I, I think that I'm an influencer and then people tell me, oh, how many followers you have? I don't have many like followers, but I influence, every single client to take better decisions about sustainability and about their health when in regards to the interior of their home. Mm -hmm. So I am an influencer because if I was not practicing this, if I was not doing this, they wouldn't have the benefit of having a healthy home
0: and a more sustainable home. Right. What's your process? What's like, first five steps that you undergo with the client, maybe five questions that you have to uh, to get answers to before you, you know, dive in. Okay, now I understand your personality. I understand your needs in life. This is how I see your space. Because I have a background in social
1: work, I I'm very mindful. That is, I become basically my client's friend before anything else. I like to know everything about their lives because the more I get to know them, the better I can design for them and the better, or I can make sure that I design a healthy and safe environment for them. So I start with the heart first and that never leaves <laughs> throughout the process. The heart is always there. But um, once I know who they are, because every client is so different, every human being is very different. Um, then I start now with the actual interior architecture That's I like to think from the broad sense of it, now to the details. So when I'm remodeling, so I first like see the functionality of every single space, how all the circulation patterns work, if it's going to be functional for my client and for their client, uh, for the client needs. And then from there, I go to the details. My last step is really like the decorating and the interior design. Yeah, so first I start with the psychology, then I become the interior architect, and then I become the interior designer.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it possible that you, or did you have any cases where you were invited to consult someone and they would say, we just want your expertise, your expert opinion, but we want to try things by ourselves due to budget limitations or anything? Or if you were to give some advice to people that are listening to us in 105, last time I counted, countries, where to start, what to look at in the first place? You mentioned light. And we earlier had an episode about lightning, uh, lighting and um, the guest, Terry John from the UK, he said light has to come from unexpected places. I loved it. But what nice. else? What would you say? Well, I think that
1: the first step is always a personal step in sustainability and wellness. It needs to to be from inside out. So start by recycling. That is the first thing, right? When we talk now about interiors and how to make an interior healthy and more sustainable, we need to think about energy. So energy... We need to talk about water. When we talk about water, it's not only how we reduce the waste in water, but I think about the quality of the water. It's not only important for me that you have running water, but I need to know that that running water that goes into your home, to your office, is quality water.
0: How to ensure that if the central system is what it is?
1: So basically Filters. what I do is, is I test the water. So I have I test the water and I test the air quality as well in every single project that I work on. Yeah, so I have for, for the air quality, I have a little monitor and then I just put it in, in the interior and then I test it. And if I see that there is a chemical there that is higher than normal, then we start, like we need to bring in carbon filters. We need to like, we take action based on mm-hmm. on the numbers that the air quality monitor gives me for the water as well. So I test the water, we test the pH um, quality. And then if we see that there is something that is not right, then we find the right filter, right? Because if we don't know what's wrong, not not every filter in the industry is the same and not every filter in the industry will, will target the same chemical. So that's why we need to make informed decisions about all this. So that's what I do about with the water, with the air, with the lighting. It is extremely important for me to mix and to create a good mix of natural light and the electrical light. If I decide to put, let's say, I see you have a beautiful light fixture behind you. If I if, if I decide to place a light fixture in a certain location is because I've made an informed decision that that light is gonna serve you in some kind of way. When I'm designing offices, for example, <clears throat> A lot of people give the natural, the the windows to the president, the CEO, the CFO. I, one of my first recommendations when I'm designing offices is natural light is for everybody. Why? Because if your employee receives natural light it's gonna help him, her be more productive instead of being in a cubicle with no light with no distraction it's actually the opposite yes um also i make sure that through my design i influence it's crazy it might sound crazy but it's not i influence good and healthy eating habits why? When I'm designing a kitchen, I pay attention. I, and I already know how my clients eat and their eating ab- habits. But I'm like, okay, so let's make this a little bit better. Make Let's make sure that we create different countertops so the food is not contaminating. and And, and I make sure to tell them, okay, this countertop is for this, this countertop is for that. Maybe we have two different fridges. Uh, refrigerators, so the food does not get contaminated. We create special places and more visible places for vegetables and fruit. It's, I know I'm doing it. I'm influencing indirectly my client to eat better, but they don't. They don't know it. I don't. I, I really don't explain this to them, like the, the reason behind it. But I know why I'm doing it. It's not just because it's beautiful, but it's because I want them to be healthier. Uh, Also about, you know, movement and fitness, I design places in which I encourage my clients to move indirectly. You know, I hate when, when the spaces are so cluttered because you really don't move inside your space. You go maybe from a chair to, you know, the dining table and that's it. And you don't use all your house. But when I, as the designer, make clear that the circulation patterns are wide and open, I tell my client indirectly, okay, just move, right? When, When I decide to remodel a home and then put big windows, I invite them to go outside as well and use the outdoors. So also about, you know, the sound, how do I make sure... That they are comfortable in their home with with any sound distractions. When especially in apartment buildings, right? Like where you hear yeah. your next door neighbor, it's so annoying because you are not you're not comfortable in the interior. When you're not comfortable in your interior, you start getting depressed again. We we go back to our personal health. So you start Mm -hmm. getting depressed and you start getting these immune system illnesses that you didn't have. And it's incredible that sound, for example, is a catalyst for that. You never think about it.
0: It sounds like you are approaching your work in a very scientific yet artistic way. So how how do you merge the two together? Is it on purpose or does it just happen to you? It is on purpose because
1: um, when I talk about mindfulness in interiors, people think it's about spirituality and, you know, like, yeah, I'm a spiritual person, but I don't, I really don't involve that into my work. I need to come into my work with data on how interiors are affecting us. And if I know this data, if I know that that this material or this layout or this location, this color is not good for my client's health, I can say, okay, this is why this is not good for you. This is why you hire me. This is why I'm helping you and you're benefiting not only because you're gonna have a beautiful space, but I'm helping you avoid future health problems i'm giving you a healthy home so yes i need to read a lot i love to read a lot of of facts about how the interiors affect us and again it's a personal issue for me it is a personal issue for me because because i also live in an interior we all do (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly so so yes I, I, I think I, I take it I take it more of a, like the data driven and then I apply it to to the creative side of it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know there is a very popular now I know a misconception about nutrition, for example, that eating healthy is more expensive. Uh, buying from the organic, market or farms is more expensive than just you know eating mcdonald's or something is it the same for interior designers do people say oh why would i go for sustainable design if i can just do a cheaper version how is it in in your professional sphere Yes, yeah, definitely. There is the same conception
1: about sustainability and healthier being more expensive. Yes, it is. It is. It's about 10% more expensive, but it's the initial investment. What you don't think about is that if you buy higher quality products, they're going to last you for a long time. When you use sustainable and energy efficient lighting, it's gonna last you 40% more, 30 to 40% more than a regular lighting, right? So those are the things that we don't think about it. So it's it's just the 10% of initial investment but through the life cycle and through the lifetime of everything, it's really less expensive because Mm -hmm. you don't need to replace you don't need to replace your lighting as frequently you don't need to replace your doors you know your flooring you know so it's it's a give and take and that is one of one thing that i i do try to i don't want to say teach but transmit communicate Yeah. yeah to my clients you know and and little by little it's it's not you know this journey of sustainability and wellness in interiors is it's not an easy one but hey we need to take it we need to take it and little by little i find people that you know they're paying attention to it
0: Mm -hmm. you know we have a saying we have a saying the greedy pays twice (laughs) so you better invest at (laughs) once you eventually will save Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. And, you know, I'm,
1: I'm really happy to see that people are getting more, are paying more attention to this. Because for me, it's like you you asked me before, it's just about taking the first step. That's all it takes. You don't have to be, you know, like 100% of everything because it will never stop. Sustainability and wellness is, is a never-ending journey. Right. It's just taking the first steps. So so when, when I take these little steps with my clients or with even people that are not my clients, but they are listening to the story that I'm telling, I think that all this effort and all these late nights reading all this data and, and studying and
0: it's worth it. Yeah. When uh, you say, you know, people are slowly getting used to their idea, they are slowly educating themselves, finding the information, sustainability in interior design is developing. Were there any things major or not, but you, the, the ones that you can recall of in 2020 that changed and really moved the industry forward? good question i think i cannot pinpoint
1: just one thing but i have seen more colleagues of mine paying like starting to pay attention to to healthier interiors and to start to pay attention to i'm um, being more selective on the products the that they, um, that they source for clients. More th- still, there's just a few of us. But I mean, a few is better than none. And I think that it's, it's just going to become the trend. I read last year, I read in The Guardian, which is a newspaper here in the U, like a very credible newspaper here in the U.S. that said that, in about 10 years building sustainable buildings is not going to be enough the buildings need to be healthy for the occupants living working and and playing in them so sustainability found another friend which is wellness <laughs> and in i interiors. love the
0: joyfulness <laughs> in uh, in you know Living, working, and playing. In them, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, but fortunately, at the same time, yes, there is more attention to this. And there is more, more people in our industry who are taking that leap into, into sustainability and wellness. Mm -hmm, right in
0: the interiors what would be your predictions for 2021 it's this is gonna get big
1: (laughs) sustainability and wellness is gonna get bigger i think that um the especially the residential industry here in the united states is in regards to interior design, right? It's growing a lot. A lot of people, you know, because of COVID realize that apartment living is not what they want anymore. They are moving into homes. Um, so- That's smart. <laughs> and we're also paying more attention to to not only our health, but also to the, the mental health of, of the occupants. So, I think that it's. This is gonna become a trend. I want to say in five years, you're gonna be hearing, and it's gonna be, you know, like going to Whole Foods. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just gonna get
1: is bigger it hard? and bigger.
0: Is it hard to be a pioneer? For you? It
1: is very hard. It is. It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy because people don't think it's important yet, right? People think that, that, oh, whatever, I just buy, I'm just gonna do like a silly example, but oh, let me buy this chair that was made in China with the worst like quality and material and child labor controls and because it's a hundred dollars less than the good chair and the quality chair. People don't think that every time that they sit on the chair the chair is releasing gases, and they are breathing all this bad quality, like chemicals that are, is going into their health. Yep. It's affecting their health. They're gonna end up like wasting a lot of money in doctors and and in hospitals.
0: If they figure out the reason, because it's not but, that easy. No, it's, it's I I have
1: especially like with the air quality, you know, like people don't think that that even though you tell them like you're breathing, you're breathing chemicals when you're at home, They just from your furniture, from the floor, from the paint, people just don't realize that they're really breathing. <laughs> Which is, I mean, just the fact of breathing. It's not. It doesn't compute. So tell them that they're like. Besides, they are not breathing. They're breathing like bad stuff. So it's it's just they don't they don't. It's it's a let's say it's really hard to make a person understand the consequences of everything that is indoors. Um. But for every nine projectors there is one that is paying attention and for me you know that's that's my goal i'm going to reach as many people that i can um not necessarily again uh, to become clients but people that just read my message and understand the message and and indirectly make a difference in, in people's lives just because they're reading my message. So I didn't used to pay attention to social media um, because I, I was busy <laughs> studying you were and, working. and all that. Yeah. But then I realized the importance of me being active in social media because I could reach a lot of people. I yeah. could teach a lot of people, I could indirectly help a lot of people that are not necessarily my clients. And I'm and that is that became my goal. Create beautiful spaces, but and teach you and I teach you on how to live and be safe and healthy in your interior. Just by making little changes and, and by making better choices. That's it.
0: Right. You know, when you say it it was not that it's hard to be a pioneer. When I started studying ecology, it was in 2008 when I started the uni, everyone was like ecology, what is it? We understand biology, we understand chemistry. What are you gonna do, work in the zoo? Four years of bachelor, two years of masters, one gap year in between the two masters years. I graduate and I already see the industry, the banks, the businesses, Oh my God, there are no ecologists. Someone has to do this environmental and social risks assessments and there are, there are no people. Where are they? I'm like, I'm here, but I'm alone. I'm the only person in the group oh, of wow. 13 people that started studying with me that kept going wow. the walk, you know, walking yeah, the walk and, yeah. and not just doing the talk. So out of 13 people, I'm the only one exercise, exercising the profession yeah that tells us something you know that you you should start where you are be that pioneer where when and where no one yet understands you because by the time you are ready your work will find you yeah most challenging in your work interior design
1: per se is a very challenging career it's not what you see on tv (laughs) at all (laughs) Um yeah, no, like houses are not made and built in one day. <laughs> it's it's a really challenging profession for sure. You're full of, of a lot of rewards, but full of a lot of challenges as well. And now that I'm trying to to spread the word about wellness and sustainability, it's challenging because as a personal goal. I would like to build a home or a building 100% sustainable and 100% well. And I'm still not able to do that because the products are still not there for me to do so. And I wish sometimes when I'm frustrated, like, but it's with myself, right? Because I cannot do it. I said, like, okay, I need to become a product designer. I need to become like a furniture designer. But then I'm like, I can't.
0: (laughs) You can be all these things at once. I cannot,
1: yeah. I, I need to just focus on my message and what I'm doing and then be fine with the process and be happy that I took the first step, that I decided because of my health to take this step and basically making my life mission. It's just not my work anymore. I used to think that I was making a difference by the power of my my creativity. But now that I'm into this, I'm making a difference because I'm trying to spread the word about our sustainable lifestyle about because I care about the, the our earth you know there is only one planet there's only one body there's only one life and we need to take care of it so now that is I think that that's my power as being one of the pioneers in this and just spreading the word and and a byproduct of that is that I create beautiful spaces
0: <laughs> I love um I love your approach. I love your vibe. And it's definitely not easy to be a pioneer, to not be understood from the first word, first sentence. You know, not your message is probably not always understood and met with, um, you know, oh, yes, with understanding, with, of course, why are we at all doing it the other way? But it must be a very rewarding path and by the time you said five years in five years you will see a totally different picture definitely yeah. in five years you will be happy you started five years ago another saying one of my favorite ones the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now it Is now so yes it's always better to start if not 20 years ago but the soonest <laughs> the the best yeah, it is it is it's just
1: a matter of taking the first step. That's it. And and it comes, you know, like the first step is you, your personal life, how you know, like for me is the first step would be just recycling. Second step is whenever you're purchasing something, read how is it made? What kind of materials it's made of. Who makes it? You know, are are not only the materials i mean another thing is for me the materials can be all sustainable nice or clean but if it's not made in a socially conscious way forget it that is not the material for me that is not the product for me so so yeah it's it's like this this big bubble that that um we're working on and um Hopefully, I'm very hopeful, very positive that, that it's going to start growing and like extremely fast. Next year is going to, I think it's, I take it as a, an awakening, you know, and unfortunately, COVID was the one
0: that. I think, made- I don't know, forgive me and I, I beg a pardon, you know, from the listeners I think it was a positive thing. I think it was a shake that we all needed. It um, tested am- our medical systems. It tested our tolerance. It tested our solidarity. I'm wearing a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. We are all in the same boat. Let's please respect each other. And until we, we don't, we will be facing these uh, issues. And by the way, sustainability played a big role in it. You said recycling. Well, can we all please take our expired medicine to back to the pharmacy instead of throwing it into the toilet and flushing it down the toilet? Because uh, marine environment, marine creatures, they adapt to the antibiotics and they generate new viruses and new, uh, new diseases. So until we all learn that this is the place, this is the home, interior and exterior, this is the only planet we have so far. I mean, yeah, we're we facing these challenges.
1: It's funny because you know, <laughs> this is something that makes me laugh because everything that is good for you has the the fame of being alternative, alternative medicine, alternative food. I mean, there is not an alternative planet. There is yeah. not an alternative body. <laughs> yeah. This is it. I mean, there is not alternatives for me. This is it. So, I mean, just to start, yes. That's this just is what. the awakening.
0: This <laughs> yes. is the awakening. Finally, Marcy, I always ask my guests one final question to wrap up the interview. One okay. piece of advice for the listeners of sustainability explored just take
1: the first step think about what we just said there is only one planet there is only one body there is only one life that we have and let's make the best of it think about yeah make it count think about and i'm gonna talk about interior design um and it's your home, it's your sh- shelter. The same way that you take care of your body and you go to the organic um, grocery stores, think about your shelter in that way. Every product that you bring into your home needs to be organic, needs to be healthy because it's your, sh- it's your shelter, it's your home, it's your office, it's your restaurant. So by doing all this, you're making sure that you are bringing health into your life and you're avoiding possible health issues in the future so it's about prevention
0: yeah Doing this. thank you so much marcy it was a big pleasure talking to you today and oh, learning a little you. bit a- more on the interior design on sustainability i must confess you are the first person the first specialist in the field and beyond your field that I know of that approaches the subject with such an integrity and science in it when you said I monitor air quality and I check the water I melted I was like this is not possible (laughs) this this person exists and I'm talking to her right now this is I I think you are taking it right now it might sound like to the extreme but you are taking it a whole to a whole different level where you know it's necessary it's necessary and yes you are a pioneer and a very prominent one it, it's funny because people see me with my, my little machines and my little things and, and they look at
1: me like this girl is crazy i just hire her just to paint a wall or <laughs> am i not <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, well that, thank you amazing. very much. It was an amazing conversation. So, thank, thank you. you very much. And also to give me the opportunity, you know, to keep spreading the word because
0: that's my whole goal. Absolutely. And I encourage all the listeners to go check your website. I will leave the note in the show notes and read your blog. Absolutely. And Instagram,
1: I, I pay a lot of attention to Instagram. And that's where I am constantly posting a lot of tips and advice on on healthy homes and sustainable homes. Um, my feed is at the MG Design Lab.
0: Super. I will add it to the show notes too. Perfect. Thank you so much. And have Thank a you, great Anna. day. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, well, this was Marcy Garcia from the MG Lab working on the interior design. I hope you loved this interview. We enjoyed our conversation a lot and um, we discussed with Marcia many interesting things. As I said, I didn't know that interior designers use air quality monitoring devices. They monitor the quality of water. These are the type of specialists I am going to, and I encourage you all to not economize, not to save on your wellness, on your health, and always reach out to the professionals, to the experts, if you need any kind of work done, be it your nutrition, be it design of your home, wardrobe or anything else as always i encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening on i encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family and anyone who you think might benefit from hearing what we've just discussed with marcy as always if you have any questions for me or my guests you can reach out to either of us or both of us on linkedin we are approachable, findable, and always eager to talk. I have already mentioned sharing this podcast. And I would also ask you, if you can, if you want, if you fancy, please leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser. On Podchaser, I always leave my comments back to the people who, who comment. One episode, I wanted to suggest you check... Back and um, continue your kind of self-education with is an episode on the effects of lighting, of good sustainable lighting. That is called Effective Lighting for Individual Well-being and Sustainability. Interview with Terry John. Finally. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, challenge me with your questions, suggest guests or topics you'd like me to cover in the future. This was Sustainability Explored, episode number 80, season 7, and me, your host, Anna Chashina. Thank you for listening, for being with us today, and until next time, next Thursday, take care, stay sustainable.